The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill, he's Ewan Cameron and this is episode 56, which in bingo number is... Uh, he's a little piglet. No. No, um, rickety rick. I'll give you a clue, it doesn't actually... It doesn't actually rhyme. With anything. It's not like clickety-click 66 or anything like that. Um, Bingo number 56. It's uh, Sticky Wicket 56. You've actually got a choice here. You've got 56, was she worth it? 56, was she worth it? That refers to the pre-decimal price of a marriage licence in Britain. (laughs) Five and sixpence. So From back in the day. The player shouts back every penny. Every penny. And then... The other one you could have had is the Shots bus, because that was the former bus number from Glasgow to Shots. <laughs> number 56 bus. There, there you go, go then. There anyway, how was your weekend and why are you wearing a Stetson? Yes, I'm wearing a cowboy hat for those of you who are listening on Spotify and all the other uh, podcast providers out there. I'm wearing a Stetson. I'm also wearing a check shirt. I've got jeans and I've also got my cowboy boots on. Let me just show you. See them? I mean, they're not really cowboy boots. Well, they're boots. Say, they're boots. Check shirt. Like, he's got a belt on as well. I'm Please. looking very Western today. Yippee-yay! Howdy, partners! And why are you doing that? Because I went to see uh, Shania Twain on Friday night at the Hydro. 13,000 people were there. You mm-hmm. couldn't buy a seat. It was a sellout. And there I was in my cowboy hat singing along to That Don't Impress Me Much. Boop, boo boo boop. Man, I feel like a woman. Don't be stupid. You know I love you. You're still the one. Yeah, so, so it was really good. That was um, worse than I thought it was going to be when you said earlier, I've got a Shania Twain mega mix to play for you, but you just sang it instead. <laughs> so name me a Shania Twain song and one that I've not just sang. Um, Go on. Name any other Shania Twain song. I've got three or four still in my, my, my bank. Well, yes, because you went to see her. Doesn't matter. She's a she's a Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter. She's been going since 1994. I just did a line from it. Don't Do- be stupid. You know I love you. All right, okay. Nah, I'm out, my, then. My, any man of mine? No. Never heard of it? Never heard of it. Okay. Any yeah. other ones? Uh, honey, I'm home? No. No. no, no. no. It was a brilliant night. So um, there were three gigs at the Hydro. All of them were a sellout. Scotland loves Shania Twain. Scotland loves country and western. Apparently par- so. Particularly in Glasgow in the West. It's a real big thing in this part of the world, Glasgow in the West. They love their country music. They love their Dolly Partons. They love their Kenny Rogers. They also like, um, what's her name that sang about um, flowers in the garden. Have you hit your head over the weekend? Uh, Lynn Anderson, well done, producer Chris there, because John's off today. Producer Chris knows it was Lynn Anderson. Lynn Anderson? Lynn Anderson! Get in, producer Chris! Lynn... You ever heard of her? I never promised you a rose garden. I never promised you a rose garden. Right, okay, I've heard the song. I wait for the sunshine. And never see the man of hand or something. Lynn Anderson. Sounds like... Go, 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 go. Somebody who 
sell Avon back in the day to my mum or did Tupperware Can parties. I remove the Stetson now? Yes, please it's do. It's really hot. It's uh, very distracting. And thank you to everyone uh, who commented on last week's show. We have lots and lots to get through. We like reading out your comments. You can always leave them on YouTube or at Big Football Scott. Uh, that is our Twitter feed. And you can get us on Instagram as well, remember. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Where to start? I know where to start. With Alex Largs. Unless I'm wrong, there's seven boxes on a football pitch, not four. Oh, this is to do with the, 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 the shootout quiz. So there was a couple of issues with the shootout quiz last week, to be fair. So there was this one. You got points for answering four for four boxes on a football pitch, but there's actually seven. And this is because of... Because you've got the pitch. The pitch, which is a box. A half. Which is a box. Another... So you've got two of them. Yeah, two halves, which are two boxes. And then you've also got the four that you said, so that's seven. So actually, point deducted for that. For last week, not that it matters, because I won anyway. It's irrelevant, because I lost a week. But also, lots of people pointing out, and to be fair to you, that Recreation Park is not the name of Aloha's stadium. So producer John got that wrong? Producer John got that wrong, because it's the Indodrill Stadium and has been for a number of years, to be fair. It used to be Recreation Park many, many years ago. But but here's here's my question with that. It will always be known as Recreation Park, won't mm. it? I mean... M- maybe. I mean, I still call Dens Park, Dens Park. Yeah, same here. I still, call Love Sh- I still call Love Street, Love Street. But Love Street's not Love Street. That's a different stadium. No, but what was it called before? Yeah, it was Love Street. Right. That was a different stadium. It doesn't matter. For me, it will so always be... So do you still be... call... Do you call Arsenal Stadium Highbury? No. I do call do you, it do the you, Emirates. Do you call Tottenham Stadium White Hart Lane? No, I call it Tottenham Even Stadium. Even though that is actually on where White Hart Lane was. No, I call it Tottenham Stadium. The Tottenham Stadium. But I still call Love Street Love Street. Do you call Manchester City Stadium Main Road? No, I call that the Emirates Stadium. Right, okay. Yeah. But I still call Love Street Love Street. Even well, what's well, it called? Stupid, what's then? it called though? What is the actual oh, name of it? St Mirren Park, is it? St Mirren Park, I think. Okay, but, but yeah, still called Love Street. It's had a million names over the years, I think. So, uh, thank you to Alex Largs for pointing that out as well. Um, is it not called Mini Park Head because it's got a Celtic shop in the building? I think it used to. I still think it's got a, a, a Celtic I, I, shop. I don't think it does now. Producer Chris, can you check that for me? I'm pretty sure. I would put there's, there's I would not. put a tenner on it for Cash for Kids that there's still a Celtic shop at Love Street. I, d- I don't think there is, and it's not Love Street. It's the St Mirren Park. <laughs> and um, St Mirren, actually, they, I, I think that was back in the day when they were basically doing a St Johnston or doing a Livingston. <laughs> um, but now St Mirren have... Um, a lot of fans that have turned up and they they've have managed got a lot to, of fans. and uh, yeah, big big crowd on Saturday when they defeated Hearts. We'll get to that in just a wee second. Going through the comments though, um, hello to Adele Maxwell who says I watched Talk to Me Barbarian and X on Ewan's recommendation, and they were all surprisingly good. He's the new Barry Norman, which is a if you need a, 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 a film critic, who yeah, died from, in twenty seventeen. Yeah, so if you're in need of a movie recommendation, I am your man because I am a movie buff. I used to be a subscriber to Total Film and also Empire Magazine. Really? Yes, I was a subscriber and the magazine would arrive uh, every couple of weeks uh, through my door. I now subscribe to the online version oh. of the, the movie magazine. I love my movies. I used to collect DVDs. I then moved from DVDs to See, four, that, 4K our, Blu-ray. Those are both stupid things to collect. No, they're not. So I've got a load of DVDs that no, are in no, my no, loft. They are, they are, because they have no monetary value. Does whatsoever. it matter? It doesn't matter. Back in the day, DVDs were the thing you have. So I used to buy DVDs. DVDs and 4K Blu-ray and all that stuff. Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. It's an obsolete... Stephen, let me educate you here, mate. Right, okay. 
You can stream movies on Netflix and Amazon Prime, yeah. uh, Apple TV. You can do all that. Yeah. And you get it in 4K. Yeah. And you can get it in Ultra HD as well. And that's pretty good quality. But see when you've got 4K Blu-ray through a Blu-ray player, it takes it to another level when it comes to your enjoyment of a movie. So, do you know what I'm going to do? See you and Anna, uh -huh. you and your missus. I'm going to invite you around to my house for a curry and a movie. And you'll see the difference between UHD and a 4K Blu-ray. Right, I'm a movie guy, I like my films, and I like to collect. Oh. Now, the DVDs, I will grant you, see now, no monetary value at all. Obsolete, Obsolete. No And I have them in my loft, but I'm not going to give them away. Uh, I don't want to lose them because they have memories for me, and there's some great movies in my collection. It's mm -hmm. the same as CDs. I don't use my CDs today, but I've still got my CDs from back in the day. But now I collect 4K Blu-rays. I can't so find the comment from last week, but you said you were having a film night and... Oh, yes. Your son and his girlfriend were round. Yes. It's like... Slagging what, me. What sort of 23-year-old takes their girlfriend to a movie night with her mum and dad? <laughs> on a Saturday. On a Saturday <laughs> night. And I was like, what a good point that is. It's I a very good point. I can't find the comment yeah. anymore. But, um, so, yeah, thanks for those. Uh, Robert Beveridge says, the quiz is a case study in Scottish football and why we can't have anything nice. I love it. <laughs> um, also, uh, uh, Robin Cybernat says, Rangers fielded a team with no Scottish players on it on Thursday night. Maybe that's why we have seen the decline in Scottish football over the years. That's a point that we were actually talking about in our group chat. Yeah. So between Celtic, Rangers and Aberdeen, there were only five Scottish players to start. Out of 33. Out of 33 players. That's depressing. I expect it more from Celtic and Rangers because they, they, they have money to go and buy better quality overseas, which is what they do. I was really surprised to learn that there was only three Scots in the starting 11 for Aberdeen. That to, surprised me. To counter the point about Celtic and Rangers, Celtic and Rangers also have the ability to sign every single good youngster in Scotland. Yeah, but they don't use them, do they? And that's that's yeah, the problem. The, yeah, that, that's what I'm that trying to say. That's the problem. So, did, I think it was you that told me, how many Scottish-based players in Scotland are in our best starting 11 for the national team? None. I think it was just one, well, wasn't Mag it? McGregor. I think it was just one. Didn't we work out it was only the one? Just McGregor, And yeah. every other player uh, applies or trade down south or, or abroad. Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing because they're playing in a better quality league with better players, so that's mm -hmm. good for our national team. But it's not great for the Scottish national game here where we are because they're not getting the opportunity. And um, thankfully, um, we've got... A couple of really good Scots abroad and down south who are doing particularly well, which makes our national team a lot stronger for it. Yeah. But I don't know what the answer is, but that's a debate for another day. Yes, I think it is. Um, because oh, the Europe's... The, the European stuff was last week. I, I can't be bothered. Nah, we're, we're not anyway. going to talk about it. Anyway, uh, congratulations to Rangers, the only team to win uh, in Europe. And maybe that's why week. Stephen doesn't want to talk about it because Rangers well, we won. Talk, we can talk about it. Because Rangers won your anti Rangers agenda shining through <clears throat> right at the top of the podcast. Oh, I don't want to talk about Europe. Oh, can, by the way, congratulations, Rangers, because Rangers won, Celtic lost, Aberdeen lost. Let's not talk about it. That's your attitude. No, we can talk about it if you want. I mean, I'm, I'm no fuss either way. Well, you decided you didn't want to talk about it. You agreed with me. That's not the point. You you literally agreed with me. Listen, Rangers were very good in the second half. Deserved to win. Rangers deserve to win on Thursday night. Played really well with second half. Rangers will get out of their group. They will. Uh, Celtic have got a mountain to climb. Um, they were poor in fire, not particularly in that second half. It's a must-win game for the, must you, must win game for them against Lazio in a couple of weeks. And Aberdeen are on a holiday. Do you know 
what would benefit Celtic over the next few games in the Champions League if Joe Hart was to get sent off every single match because that would help them because it clearly helped them on Saturday. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think, not to make this an anti-Joe Hart podcast, but I think he's a major, major issue with the way Celtic want to play and he will be the big reason or one of the reasons why Celtic finish bottom of their group. Was there not rumour circulating that Brendan Rodgers actively there in the summer trying to get a new goalkeeper and he wanted to get Liverpool's second string, the Republic Kelleher. of Ireland keeper Kelleher, who yeah. is very good, and also his distribution is very good, which is the way that Brendan Rodgers wants to play. Now, I don't know if there's any truth in those rumours. I remember reading something about it, but Liverpool were very quick to say to Brendan, not a chance, he's staying put. So here's a few stats for you with regards to Celtic in the Champions League. Haven't won a Champions League group stage game since Anderlecht in 2017. That was away from home as well. Uh, Celtic have kept one clean sheet in 37 away Champions League matches and have conceded 89 goals in the process. And the next match is against Lazio, which is uh, a week on Wednesday. Yeah. And as for Rangers, in the Europa League, their stats are phenomenal. 33 matches played at home. They've lost three. Undefeated in seven Europa League games at Ibrox, but that was obviously off the back of six defeats in a row. In the Champions League. In Europe. Yeah. Um, so their next match is against uh, Limassol, Thursday, 5th of October, week on Thursday. And actually Aberdeen, I thought, did all right. Uh, against Eintracht Frankfurt I think we were all thinking that was going to be an absolute pumping well the first 20 minutes it looked like it was going oh, to be 5-6 now it looked like it but then uh, Paul Vara obviously equalises mm -hmm. gives them a wee bit of impetus they'll be spewing with that goal that they conceded as well yeah. because it was such a poor goal to concede uh, for the set piece uh, next up for Aberdeen is HJK Helsinki at Petodri that is also uh, a week on Thursday as well right you happy then right we've done it now because it, um, right. you clearly know what to talk about because Rangers won but there you go we've well, done it I, I did I literally did talk about okay. it and sure move on to the weekend stuff I actually specifically congratulated Rangers and said they'll get through their group and they deserve to win on Thursday I thought I was going to kickstart their season that, well, that second half performance and well, I know listen, listen to you your anti-Rangers agenda coming out here because no. you want to talk about how bad Rangers were yesterday they were, they were awful yesterday is that where you want to start so we're going to go through the weekend's games. Let's well, we'll do... let's let's start in reverse order then. Let's okay. start yesterday. Let's go with Rangers Motherwell. Mm -hmm. So they come off the back of a brilliant night at Ibrox on Thursday, beating Real Betis by one goal to nil and thoroughly deserved their win. I thought the second half performance was outstanding. All the Rangers fans were going, right, this is it. Our season starts now. Let's kick on from here after that second half performance. And then they turn up against Motherwell yesterday and they're time-wasting and holding on for a 1-0 win at Ibrox. They win 1-0 and they get booed off the pitch. They get booed off the pitch. They were that bad. They were a bag of shite yesterday. And they were lucky to come away with a 1-0 win. And Stuart Kettlewell, in his post-match media conference, says, in all the years that he's been coming to Ibrox, he's never known a Rangers team to actually waste time. Their goalkeeper got booted. Butlin got booted for wasting time. And no disrespect to Motherwell. This isn't the Real Madrid. This isn't the Lazio or PSG or Liverpool or Mike. This is Motherwell that Rangers are struggling to hold on to a 1-0 win at home to. Something isn't right. And no, no, say it, say it. Something is fundamentally wrong. Thank you very much. Thank you. At Ibrox. And I've just screen grabbed a couple of comments over the last couple of days. And well, I have I have been on follow follow. While you find that, um, I'll just say, I'll just read out what, Michael Beale had to say after the match, or a bit of what he had to say. I didn't enjoy the game. I didn't enjoy anything about it. 
Our quality in possession today was not what I expect. We got away with one. And he's right, they did get away with one. So just some of the topics on Follow Follow over the weekend. You can can find you on Follow Follow, Jambo Bear. Jambo Bear. Uh, Winning isn't enough. How will it end for Beal? They're already saying he's he's gone. I mean, but, but when will it end and how will it end? Booed off the park after three points says it all. And that's that's the key for me. You win a football match and you're getting booed off the pitch. And let me just pick up on another point that was made by a Rangers fan. And it's, excuse me, uh, the Rangers podcast. And this was his tweet. And it was, I'm past being angry or pissed off with the manager and the team. Every single person can see where we are going. Nothing will change. We will drop more points in Celtic. The players don't know what they're doing. The manager doesn't know what he's doing. I'm resigned to what will happen this season. I'm just fed up. And he was echoing, that Rangers podcast were echoing the thoughts and opinions of many Rangers fans. And I think they were hoping more so than believing after the second half performance against Real Betis that this would kickstart their season. It hasn't. It but really hasn't. See, see all the it, things, it, it papered over the cracks of what's wrong there. See what they've all said there, but they did look really good in the second half against Real Betis. And the, the reason I think that this is a weird sort of like, you know, juxtaposition, I guess. What? It's sort of a... A what? A juxtaposition the what? It shouldn't make sense, right? What a juxtaposition what? It shouldn't make sense. Say that again. To, juxtaposition, look it up. It shouldn't who, make sense. Who, wait, wait, whoever ever in their life has a conversation with anybody in any walk of life and use that word. I don't think I have ever used that word in my entire life. A juxtaposition. A what? A juxtaposition. <sighs> Producer Chris, have you heard that word before? Yes, many times. Many times. Have you gone use it in a sentence for me then, Producer Chris? The fact that Ewan doesn't comprehend the word juxtaposition doesn't surprise me. <laughs> well, for, see, for those like me who are not aware of what that I, word means... I, I'm about to explain. All right. I'm about but, to but explain. But see, when you have to explain a word that you've used, yeah. don't use it. Right, okay. Right, don't try and be a smart arse. I'm not being a smart arse. Oh, you are, you're trying to be, like, smart and clever and no. intelligent about using words that nobody uses. I'm trying... I'm, what I'm trying to say is that this, what I'm about to say, shouldn't make sense, but it does. I should have said that to begin with, and I wouldn't have interrupted you. Okay, so... Juxtaposition. <laughs> Rangers are weirdly more suited to playing in Europe than what they are almost domestically. Because in Europe... The expectation isn't on them to take the game to the opposition in most cases. Good point. And on Thursday night, Rangers deserve to win by hustling and bustling and, you know, playing really direct against uh, Real Betis. Got in their faces. Got in their faces. The atmosphere, obviously, the crowd were right on top of Betis as well. And Betis just sort of, like, wilted in the second half. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rangers sort of ran over the top of them. And that's pretty much how they got to the final of the Europa League as well. By going away from home, being really stuffy, getting a draw, losing by the odd goal, getting them back to Ibrox, and then just blitzing them for 90 minutes, 45 yeah. minutes, whatever it is. You saw it against Dortmund, you saw it against Leipzig, you saw it against Braga yeah. as well. Um, but that only gets you so far. You know, playing that defensive well, way... In, in Scotland, Rangers are expected to take the game to you. Precisely. And control the game. 
and attack and attack and attack and attack and break down stubborn defences. And I'd, I don't think that Rangers are suited to that. The, the players that they've got, the way that they play is just not suited to that at all. So it needs to be a total overhaul, yeah. I think. Whoever comes in after Beal, because I, I agree, I think he's done. I think he's gone. Yeah. Whoever comes in afterwards has got a hell of a job because they need to completely turn around the way that they play. Can I just say that was a fantastic example of a juxtaposition. Exactly, it, it was, was. It was very good. It Your was, analogy yeah. there was excellent in comparisons between the performances in Scotland and in Europe because, and Rangers fans don't get upset with me when I say this, Rangers are like Kilmarnock in Europe. Yes. Do you know what I mean by mm -hmm. that? Because the expectations aren't that high and are not expected to do as well as they do when they're in Europe. So they have to play a certain way. But they can't do that against Kilmarnock. They can't do that against Motherwell. So that's a very good point that you've made there, Steve. Thank you very much. Thank you. Right. Uh, Motherwell will be absolutely gutted after that. First defeat of the season. But again, they'll uh, take so many positives from the game. And Stuart Kettlewell was right in what he said. Mm -hmm. I, I, again, they, they created chances. Yeah, Rangers had a couple of chances as well. But they can come away from that game with their heads held high, knowing that they forced Rangers into wasting time to get a win. I think that Motherwell's rampage towards third place... It's looking good. ...will not be halted by that. I think it's looking good for Motherwell. Also yesterday, it was the first win of the season for Aberdeen off the back of the European performance. Much more positive during the week on Thursday and much more positive yesterday as well. So Miofsky with a couple of goals, Duke McGrath as well. 4-0 against Ross County. Uh, still staying in 11th place on uh, just five points, but... Much improved performance. Superb. They breezed past Ross County. I think before the match, there was obviously big, big pressure on Barry Robson and uh, Steve Cowan, who we have in the Big Saturday Football Show, former Aberdeen striker as well, uh, does work for Red TV in that. And he was saying they need to change their defensive setup. It yeah. wasn't working. And on Thursday they did. And they did again yesterday. It and it's, it's paid dividends. They were great yesterday. And they needed that win. Not just the club, but Robson needed it. Mm -hmm. And I actually thought it was going to be a really tricky game against a stuffy Ross County who play well under yeah. Malky Mackay. So he come away with a 4-0 win off the back of a, a tough encounter in Germany in the Europa League. I think that is an outstanding result. For me, that's the result of the weekend. I'm just looking at all the sort of tables in front of me here and it is getting a wee bit bunched up. Between 5th and 11th, there's only two points now. Yeah. So I know it's early days, there's only six games gone and you can't really judge people, particularly when you're uh, looking to sack a manager at this stage. You need 10 games, I always find with these stuff. Sure. Um, let's move on to Hibs. Uh, first home win of the season, Nick Montgomery, first home game in charge. Uh, Lewis Miller grabbing his first goal. Rory Whitaker becoming the youngest Hibs player ever at 16 years and 44 days. Yeah. Should have scored as well. And he should have scored as well. Uh, St Johnston, on the other hand, six games without a win. Only scoring two goals, 10 goals conceded, only had one shot on target on Saturday. How long Stephen McLean got left as St Johnston manager? Does, does St Johnston have the money to get rid of him? I think they probably do. I think they probably, like, it's cheaper than getting relegated, is what I would say. Yeah, there's that. I, f I feel sorry for Stephen McLean. He, he was brought in to do a job, which was to keep them in the division, and he did that, and they rewarded him by giving him the manager's job. Barry Robson got the Aberdeen job off the back of finishing third. Stephen Naismith got the job for failure. Still doesn't make sense to me. We'll get to that in just a second when we talk about that game against St Mirren. But for St Johnston and Stephen McLean, it's a tough, tough time for them at the moment. And do you know what? I don't think they were 
bad against Hibs. I mean, they create some decent chances. They just can't put the ball in the back of the net and see if they could find the target. It could have been a different game on Saturday. Don't get me wrong. I think Hibs deserved their win. They were very good. And Joe Newell has... has a new lease of life, is He's been outstanding in the start of this campaign. I do like the way that Hibs play. They're very quick on the break with Boyle and Johan and up front with Vente and Lafondra and Christian Dodge, which gives them something different off the bench. They're a real threat. I actually think, and I hate saying this as a Hearts fan, I think that they, for me, probably are favourites for third. Motherwell? No, I just think that Hibs have got the firepower which Motherwell don't. I mean, you have to you have to be honest with me here, Stephen. Motherwell don't have that firepower that Hibs have got with Lafondra, Venti, and Christian Dodge. Only only Celtic have scored more goals in the league this season than Hibs. Yeah, and and that's why I think that Hibs, and I hate saying I'm saying it through gritty teeth. They for me could well be favourites for third spot now because of that firepower that they've got, and they were really threatening. And the boy Miller, great header for the first goal. Mm-hmm. He's a colossus at right back. He's he's a he's a unit. I really like the look at him. I don't know where they got him from. Did, did he come through the ranks there? I think so. But yeah, he's superb. He's one to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely. Um, for Scotland as well. So yeah, great win for Hibs uh, for St Johnston. It just goes from bad to worse. And I do hope that they do turn that around for Stevie McLean's he's sake. He's Australian, actually. Is he Australian? Is he, he signed last summer, yeah. Has he got a Scro- Scottish granny by any chance? Has he got a Scottish granny? Um, a Scottish granny or a Scottish granddad? But, funnily enough, he came from Central Coast Mariners, where Nick Montgomery has come from. Okay. so That's not answering my question, though. Could he play for Scotland? I don't think so. Oh, he was born nightmare. in Sydney. Oh, so. nightmare. So he could have a Scottish granny. A lot of people went to, to Australia. To be fair, I, th- I think a, I think a fullback. I mean, we're all right. We are all right. You're right. We're, we're, we're doing okay at fullback. Uh, so well done, you Hibs. Good result. Yes. Elsewhere, Dundee two, Kilmarnock two. Lots to chat about in VARWTF with this one. So we'll get to the incidents in just a wee second. But before the game, I'm sure Kilmarnock would have taken a point. Dundee probably would have taken the point as well. There's a wee added spice. Tony Docker, a long-time assistant to Derek McInnes, who's now in charge of Dundee, going up against his old boss. Um, but, you know, I think both teams would be happy with a point. I cheered when Dundee scored their equaliser. And I don't have any dog in the race, but I thought it was scandalous, the sending off. Save it. And, and we will get to that. Save it. So Dundee deserved that point. I thought, again, every week I say it, Dundee are really good. They're good to watch. They're aggressive. They're a threat. They never give up. There's mm-hmm. a never-say-die spirit there. So well done to Tony Doherty. Brilliant for Dundee and, and ultimately deserved their equaliser. So yeah, great game. Action pack, loads of talking points, and I'm delighted Dundee got their equaliser at the end of the game. Yeah, we'll get to VAR, WTF in just a wee bit. Uh, elsewhere, um, let's go to Celtic next, because uh, I'll save hearts to last, best of last and all the rest there. Uh, Celtic, cracking performance, actually, um, against Livingston, a place that they've struggled at over Very the good. years. And uh, they comfortably beat Livingston with yep. 10 men. Uh, Joe Hart, again, what are you doing? Just coming rushing out like, Head's a, gone. like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, getting sent off deservedly. It was a red card. Celtic were already 1 0 up at that point. Hitati had scored. Uh, and then O'Reilly and obviously Maeda uh, rounding it off in injury time. But Celtic, 16 points from 18. Not bad for a team who haven't hit top gear yet, really. By the way, there's a lot of Rangers fans already think the league's done. 
There's a lot of Rangers fans who think it's over and done with already. And the reason for that, that Celtic are doing it without many first-team players in action. Yeah, I mean, as I said, Celtic are going to struggle in Europe, I think, this season because I don't think Joe Hart's good enough. And as it stands, I don't think their central defence... I'm not convinced by Lager Bielka yet. I mean, he might come on to a game. Scales has been their best player recently. Scales has been decent. Mm-hmm. I think uh, when Carter Vickers come back, that, that, that'll that make a difference as yeah, well. totally. Agreed. Um, but I, I just think that they still look pretty shaky defensively. Elsewhere, they're beginning to pick up. Yeah. They're beginning to get players back. Is the league done? I think Celtic will win the league by... Um, and we both think that Celtic will win the league, but is it done now? I mean, it's not... Well, no, because there's only four points in it, so... And St Mirren are only two points behind as well. Still unbeaten this season as well. So I'm not ruling out St Mirren <laughs> at this stage. Um, but They're going to be hard to peg, peg back. I, I, I think, if you are to ask me right now, Celtic will win the league by double digits, I think. Because I think they're, they're not even playing that well. And they, they, I'll take that back. They played well on Saturday. But up until that point, they haven't really set the heather alight, really. And they've only dropped two points. And they've only dropped two points. Yeah. And I think they'll get better as the season goes on. Um, because domestically, they're so they're so far ahead. So do Rangers need to get rid of Beal now to give themselves a chance of clawing that back? Or does it make no difference who's the manager of Rangers? I, I, honestly, I, I mean, yeah, of course it does make a difference. Of course it does. But that's the question that the Rangers board are going to have to ask themselves. I think that... They cannot allow Celtic to stretch that lead. Now, I know that Rangers won at the weekend, but they're poor. They're, they're not great to watch and they struggled yesterday. They've got a massive decision to make. Like Hearts have got a decision to make as well. Think, well how, how long do you give it? Like it was said on, again, the, on the forum, the... the, the Jamble Bear, yeah. Not Jamble Bear. What's his... What's follow, his, follow. Follow. Um, how long do you give it? I don't know. And I think that the fact that Rangers will do well in Europe, like they're playing Limassol next, who they'll, who they'll beat, yeah, probably. Every, every likelihood. Um, they're playing Livingston in the League Cup during the week. They'll probably beat Livingston. So yeah, there we are, another semi-final. So then... It's kind of a. But it's the league, a... as I said to you, it doesn't matter what he does in the league. It doesn't matter. Sorry, it doesn't matter what he does in the, the cups. It doesn't matter what he does in Europe. Michael Beale and Brendan Rodgers. Well, they have to win the league, or if, one of them will get sacked. If you're applying the logic that um, saw Giovanni van Bronckhorst ushered out the door at Ibrox, then yeah, you're completely right because he got Rangers to a European final. It's the league. They have and, to win the league this year and won the Scottish Cup and then got sacked about four months later. They have to win the league this year. Rangers fans are looking over their shoulder at the amount of league titles that they've won in their history, knowing that Celtic are breathing down their you're, necks. You're looking, you're looking at other... Who, who's who's going to come to Rangers? Well, the Rangers are a massive club. You're, there'll be no shortage of candidates. But who who that can close that gap, realistically? Well, that's what I was asking you. I mean, does it matter whether Beal stays or not? I don't think it really does, to be honest with you. Because Celtic th- will still win whoever's in charge. I think they've... I think they've had a shocker over the summer. I mean, some of the new signings look terrible. Yeah. Like, they, they just look not good enough. Yeah. Um, and I think that whoever comes in has to deal with that guff in their squad. And they're not going to be able to do that until January. Trying to move players on who are now on three or four year contracts or whatever. And that's going to be really difficult. Where are they going to get the money from if they can't move players out? Uh, it's going to be a costly process to overhaul, overhaul that squad. Do you know what it's like... And because I'm a huge Star Wars fan, here's oh. here's my analogy, right? You got Celtic with Brendan Rogers, who's Qui Gon Jinn. 
I don't know what that means. Right. He's 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 quite gone, Jen. And then you've got at Rangers, you've got Anakin, who was a child that Qui-Gon Jinn found and decided to make his apprentice. So you've got someone who's up there who's a proper Jedi and you've got little Anakin way down here who doesn't realise that he's a Jedi but he's got a long way to go. So that's my point. Do you, do you, do you, do you, do you get it? I think more people will understand juxtaposition no, they won't. than understand that. <laughs> so so um, Qui-Gon Jinn, Qui Jinn, right? is a Jedi, proper Jedi. That's Brendan Rogers. Do you get what I'm saying, right? A master, but been does, there, done it, but got does the Anakin Skywalker, he, does he not become like the, the total... He becomes Darth Vader. Right, so you think <laughs> Rangers are part of, was it the evil alliance of the evil empire, or whatever you call it? The empire. No, I no. So, uh, so, so wait a minute, you're... I'm not saying that. You're saying Rangers are Darth Vader. That's no, what you're saying. No, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that rain, Rangers have got an Rangers an, an are experience. bad. Rangers <laughs> no, are I'm bad. Not. And Celtic are good is what you're saying. <laughs> that's, that's effectively what you're saying there. Okay, glad, for, no. glad, glad you've no. cleared that up. No, glad you've got, no you've cleared you, that up. You need to edit this bit out because no, I no. didn't mean it that way. What I meant was <laughs> you've, got no gone, you've got Qui-Gon Jinn who is a Jedi. The good Jedi. No, it's not been good, good or bad. I'm not doing good the, or bad. It's the, not good versus evil or anything like that. I'm just going to ask you, is he a good Jedi? Yes. Right, okay. Right. And Anakin's, He's with the Rebel Alliance. Right, okay. And Anakin Skywalker, he, um, he, he starts off as a goodie. And turns into... So Rangers are going to turn into baddies, is what you're saying. No. Yeah, they're no. going to turn into Darth Vader, one of the most evil villains of all time. What I should have done is I should have said that Brendan Rogers was Yoda, right? So Brendan Rogers is Yoda, and then Michael Beale is Luke Skywalker, who goes to Yoda to be Yoda. Because he wants to be just like so, Michael Bill needs to ask Brendan Rogers for help. No, I'm That's not. what you're saying. <laughs> right, you, you you know exactly what my analogy I, I is. Don't, I don't. So I don't watch. Let's, Star let's Wars. forget Qui Gon Jinn and Darth Vader. Right. Let's go with Yoda, which is Brendan Rogers. Yeah. Celtic, I am. Yeah. And let's go with um, Luke Skywalker, who's Brendan Rogers, and he wants to be up there. with... Michael Bill, you mean? Yeah. What did I say? You said Brendan Rogers. Right. So no. Right. Right. See, right, I'm really confused now. It's right, you said Yoda was Brendan Rogers, and then you went, right, then okay. you've got Luke Skywalker, who's Brendan Rogers. That's you've what got, you said. You've got, you've, got, you've got a young guy who doesn't know anything, is clueless, so and he, he goes to, to Yoda uh -huh. for help. So you, you think the clueless young person is Michael Beale, and he needs to go to Brendan Rogers? No, you say he needs to look up at Brendan Rogers and, and learn from him. Right, okay. And you think that's an acceptable analogy? If I'm, if and I'm, do you think Rangers fans will accept that? If I'm Michael Beale, I'm not telling the Rangers fans that I'm looking right. up at Yoda. Cool. We got there eventually. St Mirren won hearts nil. Oh, God, do we have to? Three disallowed goals for St Mirren. Again, we'll get to that in VRWTF. But um, a well-deserved victory for St Mirren, remaining second in the table, two points behind Celtic, two points in front of Rangers, four points in front of Motherwell now as well, unbeaten in 10 in all competitions, and their best start to our top flight season in 74 years. They play Hibs in the quarterfinal on uh, Wednesday night. Hearts play Kilmarnock. So you said last week that you weren't going to sack Stephen Naismith. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just, I don't want to labour this point too much. 
Um, so you said last week that it was a big win for Stephen Naismith. He had to win it. He did win. It was a good win. We need to give him 10 games to see where he goes. The week before that, he said that Stephen Naismith needed sacked because uh-huh. obviously it was going all pear-shaped. Yeah. So this week, given that he said that they shouldn't sack him last week, <laughs> should he be sacked this week? Is that is that the question? Yeah. Right. My answer to that question is sack him. Sack him. Right. So, so you're not I'm waiting done. to 10 games. I'm done. done now. Right. I'm okay, done. That, that's fine. That's I fine. am done. I am over it. I am over with the experiment. Stephen Naismith. So six, only six games into the season. Right. Well, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. It's just that you said 10. <sighs> There's no identity. There is no identity. We lack fight. We lack quality. We are pedestrian. We're shite. Yep. That's it. We are shite. And remember at the start of the campaign, I said to you from the get-go, I don't want Stephen A. Smith as manager, but I'll give him a chance. Because the decision's made. There's nothing and you can do about it. Wait, 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 wait. You've decided and, to and, snatch and, and, that wait, chance away doesn't from doesn't matter. Here's my point. I looked at the fixtures when they first came out and I said to you in the big start of the football show, Hearts couldn't have handpicked a better start to the campaign. No Rangers, no Celtic, no Hibs. And we've got Aberdeen at home. You couldn't have picked a better start to the season. Let me just read you the stat. We've played Killy, Dundee, Motherwell and St Mirren in our first six games. We've scored no goals against those four clubs. Mm-hmm. Haven't scored a goal. We got one point out of those four games. One point, no goals against Kilmarnock, Dundee, Motherwell and St Mirren. That is a sackable offence. Get out of my club. You're not wanted. You're not good enough. You're not experienced enough. Your time is up. Stephen Naismith, I'm calling on you now to do the right thing. Get out of my club because upcoming for Hearts... We're away to Kilmarnock in the Cup on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We've then got Ross County away in the league. We've then got Hibs, Rangers and Celtic back-to-back in the league. Right? Put the boy out of his misery now. Get rid of him now because it's going to get worse before it gets better. That's it. It's done. It's over. If you cannot get points against Kilmarnock, Dundee, Motherwell and St Mirren, well, you get one point and you don't score a goal. Get out of my club. So, it's done. And take the Mitchell brothers with you. Just take to, Joe take Joe Savage with you. Just to, Not only should the backroom staff be outed, so should certain members of the board be also removed. What, what members of the board do you want removed? Joe Savage, get out. Right. Get out. It's a joke. Do you not say that? We are, we are, do Steven, you not say that you've Steven, got a really Steven, good squad, though? Steven, well, that's what I'm saying. What's going on? Who signed them? Right. Is that not Joe Savage that Here, signed here's, them? Here's the thing, right, right? Heart of Midlothian Football Club are a massive club in Scotland with a fantastic history, an outstanding support, a brilliant stadium, great training facilities. Fans own that club. Fans every month putting money into that club to help us get better, to sign better players so that we can be the best of the rest and then slowly but surely close the gap on the old firm. We're going backwards. We're going fucking backwards. 
So how's that Joe Savage's We're allowing St Mirren to bully us. Motherwell to bully us. Dundee beating us 1-0 going on three. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I get that. I totally right. get that. But so, how's, how's but, that Joe Savage's fault? He's, he's signed the players and you say so that they've, they've got a really good McKinley, squad. McKinley. McKinley, the chief exec. Budge. Joe Savage. Stephen Naismith. The Mitchell brothers. They're all shit. They're all, so they should all go? Listen, all of them. It, it needs a complete revamp. It needs a complete rethink, right? It was crap last season. It was pish at the end of last season, yet we rewarded failure by giving Naismith the job. We rewarded failure. In what job do you reward failure? If we fail at our job, we're at the door. Yet he failed. <laughs> you come, Stephen Naismith. Here's a lovely contract. We want to make you the manager, even though you proved during the end of the, at the end of the season you were shite at your job. But we're going to reward you with a contract and you're going to have the Mitchell brothers to work with. It's an absolute joke. So... Hearts of see the thing is though, this is only going to get worse before it gets better. There's a lot of apathy and anger within the heart support right now. Do Stephen Naismith a favor, pull him into the office and say, Look, Stephen, this isn't working. However, we think you're a good coach. We think you're good around the club and you're good with the, the, the kids, etc. 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 We still want you to be part of the setup, but we're going to bring in a new manager and a new coaching team. You're not the man to take us forward. Put the boy out of his misery now because it's only going to get worse. See those those fixtures I just read out to you? We'll go to Ross County and struggle because we've been pish away from home for so long. If we get a point there, I'd bite your hand off for it right now. We then got Hibs at home. We've got Celtic at home and we've got Rangers away. And see as it stands right now, Hibs will, will, will hammer us, will easily beat us at Tynecastle. We got away with it last year in the 1-0 win. Sorry, in the 1-1 draw with Hibs last season. The last game of the season. We got away with that. Hibs were a better team. Yet he still got the job. I'm sorry. And I, listen, I've interviewed Stephen Naismith on numerous occasions over the years when he was with Scotland, when he was at Kilmarnock, and when he was at Rangers as well. And I'm sorry, Stephen. This isn't personal because see you as an individual. I actually like him as a person. He's a nice guy to go with, but I'm purely talking about the job that he's doing right now and did at the end of last season isn't good enough. Get out. Walk away. Step aside. But he's too proud to step aside. He will think he can change it. He won't. Well, I mean, I, you can't really blame him. <laughs> you know, he's just been given a job. So oh, he, Steve... No, no, no. I'm, I'm seeing from Stephen Naismith's point of view. He'll be like, well, listen, I've been given the job. You've hardly given me any time. And... I've got you and Carmen breathing down my neck and... And thousands of Hearts fans. And thousands of Hearts fans. I think to sum it all up, is there a phrase that you could use to sum it all up? Would you say that there's lots of things right at the club? No. Or would you say that there's something... Fundamentally wrong. Fundamentally wrong at Hearts. There we are. Quote so me. That's Ewan Cameron's assessment of the heart situation. Uh, let's drop down into the championship then. Uh, Friday night, it was another defeat for Queen's Park. Four on the bounce for them, who fall down to seventh place. Good. And it was a thumping victory for Air United. Brilliant. Only their second of the season. It was Queen's Park 2, Air United 5. Hope Queen's Park get relegated. Elsewhere, on Saturday, Airdrie winning 1-0 against Wraith Rovers. If you want to look at one goal from over the weekend... Yes. 
It's Callum Gallagher's goal for Airdrie. It is a brilliant move. Unreal. There must be about 35 passes in it. Yeah. It's a great team goal. And Airdrie, I told you, they're going to cause a lot of problems for teams this season. And they cause problems for the league leaders going in uh, to Saturday afternoon's matches, Wraith Rovers as well. So Wraith Rovers' first defeat of the season as well. They dropped down into second place because Dundee United scored in the 93rd minute with 10 men against Inverness. So that means they are top of the shot for 14 points uh, from six matches. Elsewhere, Partick Thistle, nil, Arbroath three. What's going on there, you and Cameron? We wrote Arbroath off in Dick Campbell. They lost their three first matches. They were gone already. They're now third in the table. Four wins on the spin. Dick is some man, isn't he? He is. He, he really is. He always surprises us, and we shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> we, we were saying, they're done. They're finished. This is the year they go down. What a run of results they've had. Well done to Dick Campbell. I'd like to get him in here one day. I think he'd be great. Yeah, he's be absolutely brilliant. Uh, Dunfermline cracking win against Morton. 3-1 on Saturday. White McCann O'Halloran scoring. And uh, Dunfermline up to fourth. Uh, I was just looking at our fixtures um, before the end of the first quarter. So it's Partick Thistle, Arbroath, then Air United. Couple of wins from those would give us 17 points for the first quarter. Nobody cares, man. That would be pretty decent. I did want to say something, though, and actually on a serious note, um, there was a young Dunfermline supporter who uh, sadly passed away at just the age of 18, um, Cray Bathgate, and there was a, a sort of display for him in the Northwest. Stand. Oh, brilliant. He, he was, he was uh, one of the boys who sat in the Northwest stand, but 18 years old, no age to go, and just a, a, a recognition for Morton as well and all their playing staff. There was a minute's applause during the game uh, for him as well. Oh, brilliant. They, they all took part in it, so uh, credit to Dougie Emery there as well. So uh, sad uh, for everyone who knew Cray and uh, a good win for Dunfermline on Saturday. Let's move on. What are you getting uh, to the playoffs? Yes, I think we just about will. I, th- I think we'll be maybe a wee bit inconsistent. So you'll be third or fourth? I think so, yeah. So you think between third, fourth and fifth? Aye. And I, to be honest, I'd be fairly happy with that. Yeah, no, I'd be good. I'd be fairly happy with that. Uh, League One, a uh, massive win for Falkirk, literally 5-1 against Kelty Hearts. That was the Saturday night game, so they are top of the league. They're flying. Along with Hamilton, both got 19 points. Hamilton winning again on Saturday against Queen of the South, Jackson Longridge, uh, with the goal as well. And they face each other in a couple of weeks' time, Saturday the 7th of October. So that's going to be a big one between Falkirk and Hamilton because they're stretching away from everyone else. Montreal Trolls winning against Stirling by a goal to nil. 2-2 between Edinburgh City and Cove Rangers. That's Edinburgh City's first point of the season and it was Annan 1. Uh, uh, Aloha 1 as well. Finally in League 2, Stenny beating Bo- uh, Bonnerig by a goal to nil. That puts Stenny top of the table with a third win on the bounce. Peter Head going to Dumbarton winning by a goal to nil. Forford winning 2-0 against Renra. Uh, first win of the season for Forford. That puts them up to 7th. Clyde 2-1 winners against Elgin. Uh, that is their first win of the season as well and that means they're level on points with Elgin at the bottom of the table and it was Spartans 2 East 5-2 let's move on to VAR WTF please La gente está muy loca What the fuck Okay lots to get through we'll deal with the easy ones first Celtic Livingston Joe Hart straight red high challenge and Mo Sangari it did go to VAR and it was confirmed as a red card correct decision 100% okay uh, let's move on to uh, Hibs 2 St Johnson now Kevin Clancy was the ref there uh, Lewis Miller took an elbow to the face from Graham Carey uh, referee wave play on do you think there was much in that? no nah. Okay. It wasn't intentional. Aberdeen 4, Ross County now. Don Robertson, two-foot challenge in Johnny Hayes by James Brown. And uh, bruising on Hayes' leg. Only a yellow card. The crowd didn't seem to think so. They weren't very happy with this one. I, it could have been a red. It could have been a red. And I was surprised that they didn't get 
I was surprised that VAR didn't ask him to look at it again. Yeah. What do you think? I thought it was a red card. Yeah, I can see why. You, if he'd given a red card, you wouldn't have complained G- Given what it. we're about to discuss, yes. it, was, it was definitely a red <laughs> yes. card. Uh, St Mirren won hearts now, obviously, Nick Walsh. Uh, St Mirren had three goals disallowed. Right, see the first one? Yep. High boot. I get why that wasn't given. Mm-hmm. The next two, I don't see where the problem is. The second goal is apparently a foul on Frankie Kent, the, the Hearts defender. And the St. Mirren striker goes through and scores the goal through the legs of Xander Clark. There wasn't enough in it for the referee to blow for a foul. I thought that was a goal and it was a legitimate goal. So I thought St. Mirren were unlucky there. There was also the Alex Grieve goal that was chopped off for offside. It I, took them ages to get yeah. to a decision. And just like last week, they've clearly got some five-year-old in for work experience to draw the lines because even with the naked eye, you could see that that was onside. That was a goal every day of the week, every day of the year. How they ruled that out for offside is beyond me. And here's my problem with the lines and my problem with that offside call. If it's that close, and we're talking millimetres possibly, surely the advantage must go to the attacking team. If we're talking a toenail offside, I'm sorry, that's just ridiculous. And it took them three minutes. No, but, I mean, it, like, Steven, off, Steven, offside's a yes or no, no thing. No, it's not. It, really, it, it's, it, it totally is. Not, it's, it's a very black and white Steven, issue. You're offside or you're right. not. It took VAR three minutes and 24 seconds to decide that that was offside. There's a particular angle that they showed on Sports Scene last night on a couple of occasions, and every single member of the panel went onside. I went onside. He was onside. Mm-hmm. That goal should have stood. Yes, I know that the lines are calibrated and the technology apparently is so good that they could tell that that was offside. I'm sorry. They've got it wrong. They've drawn the lines wrong. Okay. It was a goal. And they got that wrong. And it's a fair place at Mirren. They went on to win the game. But if Hearts had scored that late equaliser with a Lauren Shanklin chance right at the end, he should have scored... St Mirren would be raging today. Absolutely raging. So it didn't come back to bite them on the ass, but I thought the referee had a shocker at the weekend. Let's move on to Dundee Kilmarnock 2-2. Obviously, David Munro was in charge oh. here. David Munro. Jeez. Deary me. Deary me. David, here's the thing, right? So he sends off, what's his name? Mulligan. Right. So, Mulligan, it's a yellow card. Every day of the week, we'd all sit here. There, I don't think there is any referee on the planet. I don't think there's any football pundit on the planet. I don't think there's any football fan on the planet who would disagree with the yellow card there. Mm-hmm. What everyone would disagree with, that that's a red card. The only person on planet Earth who thinks that's a red card was the referee at the weekend, and his name is? David Munro. So David Munro instantly couldn't get the red card out of his pocket quick enough, runs over, waves it in his face, off you get. You can even see the Killy players' reactions of to say, what? Okay, amazing. The VAR official gives him an out. Mate, you want to come and have a look at that? I think you've got that wrong. Mm-hmm. Gives him an out. Gives him an opportunity to, to, to fix his wrong. So he runs over the screen, you're thinking, oh, he's, he's, going to, he's going to rescind that. He's going to like rule out the red card and just give him a yellow. He has a look at it for like 30 seconds, turns around and he's waving at the player, get off, get off. You are a joke of a referee. You've gotten out. You've got, you watch it like everybody else and you still think that's a red card. I'd be questioning his ability to referee football matches. And what's particularly galling from a Dundee point of view, Robbie Dees 
Oh, stupidly lunged in. Studs high. Studs on high. Jordan McGee. And it looked like a far worse challenge, and he instantly just booked him. And I was like, how's he? Like, how's he, he come to that conclusion? I mean, I don't even think that one is a red card. No, I, I, I don't think it is either. I think it was a, a stupid, clumsy challenge. By but if Dees. you're going to judge which one of them is more likely to be red, yep. it's Robbie Dees. 100%. Yeah, he gives him a yellow. Yep. I mean, there was also the bit of the end. And we will have bad days at work, but that boy had a nightmare at the weekend. Derek McInnes was sent off right then for encroachment one. on at the pitch. Now, he was, Derek McInnes said, I was just trying to get the ball back because the ball looked like it had gone out. Yes. And, and that's what Derek McInnes yeah. thought. And he sort of he just sort of he, he tried to control it. He came out his dugout area to get it back to his player. And then the referee just comes and send it off. And you see Derek McInnes going, Are you serious? <laughs> And he's, and he's like laughing. He's like, are you being serious? He was laughing. He looked at and Tony Dawkins and said, have you seen this? To be fair to Derek McInnes, he was like, listen, if the ball hadn't gone out, then fair, like, if, if I've misjudged that, if I haven't seen it properly and the ball didn't go out, uh -huh. then yes, yeah, a red card, fine, fair enough. He was like, but the ball went out. <laughs> and he was like, I was just trying to get the ball back. There's, they'll appeal that. And that'll be that'll be rescinded. Okay. He, that that won't stand. There but that, that referee, what was his name? David Munro. He had a nightmare. We all make mistakes in our life, and particularly at work. He's had one of those days. Okay. Right. Let's move on to part three of the podcast. So, the podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Before we get to in the bin, a reminder: you can listen to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can watch it on YouTube as well, but you can listen old-fashioned on the radio or on your smart speaker as well. Weeknights from six o'clock, and then every single Saturday, sometimes from twelve o'clock, and sometimes from two, depending if there's an early game. And you can listen to myself and you and Cameron on the big Saturday football show on the rest of the Hits Radio Network in Scotland. You can get us on Force One, you can get us on TFM, you can get on North Sound One, MFR, West FM, and uh, yes. So very can... good that you remembered all those stations. Thank you very much. So that is from 2 o'clock every single Saturday, and Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the air from 6pm midweek, and then on Saturdays as well on Clyde One. Okay, right, get in the bin. So far... We have binned plastic pitches. Who do you really support? Stadium burgers, double bookings, players who don't want to celebrate against their former teams. And last week, it was lunchtime kickoffs that went. Oh, that was your bin. nomination. That was my nomination last week. So on the last show, you, and you nominated children. You yeah. wanted to put children into the bin, more specifically, children who hold up signs and ask for shirts. Now, we yeah. had a lot of responses to this on that big football Yeah, spot. we did. We put it out there for a vote. And um, do we have a result? We do have a result. We'll Can we get out. a drum roll, please? There we are. With 82%, our joint highest winning percentage ever, we're putting children in the bin. Yes! Children are going in the bin. And grannies and granddads who help them write those signs out to get shirts off players. Grannies, granddads, mums and dads and children, you're going in the Scottish football bin. Now, Liam made this point. I don't know if you agree with it or not, Ewan. Players should throw shots into the crowd after every game. It would probably encourage more kids to go. Would be the most exciting part of the game, especially if you're a Levy fan, he says. Well, every kid would get a strip then. Yeah, wouldn't that would be turn a good... up for a Livingston game? As seven of them turn up. I know, but wouldn't that be a nice thing? So you're at, so 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 the only way to get kids through the door is because you might get a strip thrown at you. Yeah, is that what he's suggesting? That's what he's saying. <sighs> 
Very good. Why don't you get the Livy Lion to play and go for them? Okay. Be a lot more entertaining than watching Livingston. Right. It's my nomination now for putting something in the Scottish football bin. Yeah, go on, mate. And my nomination this week, and I think... I've got a cracker for next week. I think this will be the most overwhelming one that we've ever done. What? As in, we're going to get voted, like, a positive vote oh, for it? Uh, this will be in the bin, right? And it's slightly different this week, but we've been doing this podcast in vision um, since the start of the season. So what's that about? Like, seven or eight episodes, yes. really. uh-huh. And I've gone through all the comments and all the rest there. And I think there's one thing that we need to put in the bin. My nomination this week for getting in the Scottish football bin is your hats. What? Because people don't like your hats. <laughs> you might put my hat. You started off with a Stetson. Uh-huh. All right. I, I've, I, now, ha I, I have a collection of hats at home. So I'm a hat wearer. You and Cameron's hats... Getting in the Scottish football bin, no yes chance. or no? I, yes or no? If they go in the bin, you need to go hatless. No. Like that picture? No. You need to be like that picture? No. Yes. That's my thing. No. It's my look. Not there. Yeah, because I'm not allowed to wear hats in official pictures. You're not allowed, well, if people... I'm not allowed to wear hats. If, when, if, when if, I go if, if people vote no. for you not to wear hats... No, we're not playing this game. Yep. I don't. You think of something else because no, the punters are going to vote for me not to wear a hat just to piss me off. At Big and Football so, Scott. No, we're not playing this game. At I am, Big Football well, Scott. See if they say, let's put Ewan's hats in the Scottish football bin. I'm no, right? I'm no. I don't care what, what? you say or what you think. Ewan, you you listen... <laughs> He's just put a hat on screen. Yeah, no, it's your hat. He's zoomed in on your... Oh, it's my hat, so it is. I forgot what coloured hat... I forgot what coloured hat I was wearing. So, just because you're not allowed to wear hats doesn't mean that you don't wear any headwear. You could wear a bandana, for example. <laughs> or a headband. A headband? Ah, that's not bad. Could, a woolly hat? A woolly hat. Mm. A bonnet? I could wear a bonnet. I'd let you wear like a, a, a bonnet. Like I'd a bonnet, like a still game bonnet. I'd let you wear a bonnet, okay? So are we talking skip caps here? Yes. Or just all hats? Those hats. Skip caps? Yeah. So can we, can we when we put the question out there mm -hmm. for a vote, skip hats? Yeah. Because these, these types of hats are called okay. skip hats. Right. So they, should they get thrown in the Scottish football bin? You and skip hats, that means that I can wear other headgear. Yes. Right, got yeah, I'm not banning you wearing headgear. Okay, but just these types of hats. Like, they don't go down very well, these hats. Is, yeah, no, I, is, I see it. I, I do see you it see, every week. Comments, I do yeah. I do see it. I, I think people are jealous because I can pull off a hat. I, see me, I can pull off a hat and, and glasses combo. Okay. Although some people have said that I look like one of those joke things that you get in a joke shop, you know, when you get the, the glasses, glasses and the moustache thing and yeah, that, yeah. so... Yeah. But, um, okay, I'm happy with that. Okay, but, right, fair enough. Right, well, we'll find out what happens next week. Um, whether your hats are going in the bin. Um, right, time for the unexpected hit of the show, let's be honest. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Where we call Jose Katongo. Oh yes, I forgot about the wee man. Hello to Davey, who says, Jose is the best thing to come from that shit show that was meant to be the Legends Lottery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're totally right, by the way. You're 100% right. Uh, we like to check in. With the former Benfica Hearts, Hamilton, Kilmarnock, St Mirren, Stenhouse, Muir, Aloha, Partick Thistle, Livingston and Albion Rovers winger Jose Katongo. Finally what he got up to at the weekend, yeah. what he's up to this Monday. Yeah. Just, we're just after uh, 12 o'clock, uh, we're phoning this. Producer Chris, do we have his number there? Are we ready to go? Uh, oh, here he goes. There we go. Jose right, Katongo.
Hello? Jose Katongo, it's you and Stephen Mill here from the Big Scottish Football Podcast. How are we? Very well, thank you, my man. How are you doing, guy? Not too bad, my friend. Uh, where are you at the moment? I- I'm in the gym. Oh, very nice. And what are you exercising at the moment? I just my board, a couple of boys because they're off school and I take the boys Chalago. Now we to the gym, just walk out. Which, nice. which part of your body trying to make bigger, Jose? No, no, no. I don't want to be a big. I just want to be toned. See, when you wear something, it looks sexy. Oh, mm. so you want to be toned and sexy, yeah. So That's good. Which, if, if you were looking in the mirror right now, which part of your body is the best looking part of your body? All my body. I can eat myself. <laughs> I can eat myself. <laughs> Do you have a specific diet that you eat, Jose? No, no, no. I'm, I'm very good with eating because I always eat well. I do a lot of exercise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm always look after myself. I'm no problem. You know, my weight always the same. Jose, my wife, and I think I think this is the same for a lot of women. They do like a good arm on a man. My wife uh-huh. always looks at a man's arms. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean by that, Jose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but this is true because I talk a lot of lasses. This they say. Oh, you know, I want my man this. But I just feel when you love somebody, no matter if you are Choberito or no, man. <laughs> Choberito. <laughs> I think I would fall into that category. <laughs> I definitely but there is there is something about a good arm on a man that a, that a lady likes. Yeah, yeah, no, but late, but depends. Depends. So this new generation of girls, they want to like a fat man and tan and you know what I mean? White teeth, go to Turkey, get a white teeth. You know what I mean? Yeah. This the turkey crazy. look. The, the turkey look, yeah. Aye. Aye. You know? Have you, have you got all your teeth, Jose? No, 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 no. I have a good teeth. Have you got your own teeth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine, listen, this I said to my kids. Mine, because I born in Africa, mine is like a lion teeth. Mm. <laughs> You're like a lion's teeth. Yeah, that's amazing. That, that, that's what it is. Hey, Jose, <laughs> uh, we'll let you get on with your day, mate. Thanks so much no, uh, for no answering your phone. It's a pleasure. Thank you, boys. See right, you enjoy your day. Cheers, Cheers bud. Cheers, Jose. Bye, Cheers. mate. Bye. There he is, Jose Katongo in the gym, toning his muscles. Brilliant. I love phoning Jose. He's, he's a great guy. He's such a great guy. He is a great guy. Right. Uh, time to move over. To question time. Yeah, there we go. Question time music. I mean, last week's question was very straightforward. What is the greatest achievement of a Scottish club in Europe? So, let's go through some of the answers we had. Honours of them. Uh, Hello to John Lowe, who says, any Scottish team beating an English team in Europe? I remember when Rangers beat Leeds United. Yeah, I remember. I was, I was Celtic. Celtic beat Liverpool as well. I was, I was at Anfield that night mm-hmm. uh, when John Hartson scored that screamer. He was right foot in the top corner. I was there that night, and I was right behind that goal in the media box. And Alan Thompson scored oh, a free kick yep. under, under the wall. And it bamboozled. Was it Claudio Arena was in goal that night? Uh, Claudio Arena was a midfielder for Rangers and Man City, so it wouldn't have been him in goals. Who's was it? Reina? Reina? No, not at that time. That was when Hearts played them. Wonder, wonder who the goalkeeper was that doesn't matter anyway so I was there that night and I remember watching Rangers if I was to be a betting man I'd go for the boy was it Vesterveld oh it might have been Vesterveld by the actually. way if, if that's right that's that's, that's, that's one cracker. of the greatest shouts I've yeah. ever had in my life so as I was saying I was living in Dubai when Rangers played Leeds United and I had a satellite dish on the top of the house that I was staying in. I remember me going up and trying to point the the satellite dish in the right direction. It was Jersey Dudek. Is it Dudek? It was Jersey So Dudek. I managed to get a really um. fuzzy picture of Rangers versus Leeds United at Ibrox. What a night that was. I think Leeds United took the lead. Was it Gary McCallis that scored a thunderbolt of a shot? 
And it doesn't matter. But Rangers beat Leeds United over two legs. It's great. Uh, Mint says Hearts taking 15,000 to Florence. Unbelievable. Unreal. And also Hearts beating Bordeaux. I mentioned it last week. Mark Devries scored the goal. Uh, John Bleasdale says Aberdeen beating Copenhagen 4 0 to reach the last 32. The UEFA Cup was pretty special. Uh, that was in December 2007. The atmosphere that night was amazing. And Jamie Smith's goal was superb. Hands down, the best Pitodra experience of my life. Unlikely to be beaten. Scotty Anderson's James Tavernier's Europa League Golden Boot. The first defense to win since Ronald Koeman in the 1993 94 Champions League campaign. Good start, that. Uh, hello to Tom Hosey. Uh, Partick Thistle coming from two down to draw with Lintz in the Intertotal Cup <laughs> in June 1995. Uh, Stephen Mill, another Stephen Mill. Yes, there's another one. Uh, Celtic winning the biggest competition. However, Aberdeen's success was also fantastic. Scottish football was once feared and respected throughout Europe. Now we're seen as an easy draw, according to the other Stephen Mill. Who bizarrely spells my, his name exactly the same. If we're going to be honest, any club of ours in Scotland that makes it into the Champions League are there to make up the numbers. Okay. Whereas in the Europa League, Rangers and Celtic can compete. Kelly Robbie says, Kilmarnock 5, Eintracht Frankfurt 1, 5-4 on aggregate. It was the 22nd of September 1964, the second leg of the 1964-65 Intercities Fairs Cup. Uh, Kelly lost the first leg 3-0 and came back from 1-0 down on the night. Wow. There were three pitch invasions at 4-1-5-1 and at full time. <laughs> amazing. So what that's a amazing night. as well. Avenger 1-2-3, Rangers beating Bayern Munich in 1972. Cup winners' cup. Uh, semi-final, they had eight World Cup winners in that team. Uh, the Messiah says, uh, mentioned on Ferland 6, uh, Valencia 2, 1962. Uh, Rangers, uh, 2008 UEFA Cup final, 2022 Europa League final, Celtic 2003 UEFA Cup final, 2-1 versus Barcelona, of course. Uh, Barcelona 1, Dundee United 2 in 1987. Dundee 8, Cologne 1 in 1962. Um, Yas supposed to pick 1. And this person is just listed as many as they could think of. So zero points for you, I'm afraid, the Messiah. Uh, Real Diggs says Celtic winning the European Cup as they were the first British team to do so with a fully Scottish side in an unseeded straight knockout competition is clearly the greatest achievement. Sam Taylor says the correct answer, the only correct answer, is Aberdeen. Take your pick for the Cup Winners' Cup or the Super Cup within seven months of each other and then being ranked the number one team in Europe. The Art of Radiance says Celtic in 1967 is arguably the greatest achievement by any club ever. Ever. I mean... Ever. Mm. Ever, ever. Ever, ever. ever. Mm. Uh, other teams have won the European Cup. Yeah. Uh, Logan Forbes says, Ewan, would you consider Motherwell winning the Copa del Rey on level with Rangers, Celtic and Aberdeen's success? It happened in 1927. The trophy Motherwell was an unofficial post-season Copa del Rey, a four-team tournament. What? They beat Swansea... Then Madrid 3-1 in the final. <laughs> Didn't know that. So there you are. Motherwell are the only Scottish side to win the Copa del Rey. I think when you look back at Scottish football over the years, we've had some amazing nights in Europe. But I would like to, for me, I would like to say Celtic and Rangers and what they achieved in the noughties, whether it be in the Champions League or whether it be in the UEFA Cup or in the Europa League, Considering where football has gone, well, the money that's ploughed into it elsewhere around Europe, they were punching above their weight and they did remarkably well. I met touch on it last week under Gordon Strachan, I, I, under Martin O'Neill, I'll say something Alex that. McLeish, also I um, think, Walter I th Smith. I, I think Rangers getting to the Europa League final there in 2022 was a bigger achievement than getting to the final in 2008. Oh, that's a good call because... Like, I absolutely was. Because the... the the gap between call. the gulf between Rangers and 
the rest you know, of Europe. The rest of Europe is large. I suppose when you look who they it, it, out, it wouldn't have been as large in 2008. I, I travelled around with Rangers in that particular run with Walter Smith. And they beat, was it Sport in Lisbon? Whitaker, remember that goal? Sport in Lisbon. Uh, it was a Fiorentina in the Fiorentina, semi The penalty shootout, yeah. Novo scored the winning goal. So, I, so you, yeah, it's a, is that a better achievement than last against the I Cup? Th- I, 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 I totally was. I think the run of the I think it was a harder run to the final. They beat Dortmund, Leipzig are a really good side. Braga are now in the Champions League. But I look back at that Rangers team that got to UEFA Cup final in Manchester. I think Bagheera was playing. I think Davy yeah, Weir not, was I'm, playing. I'm, I'm not comparing Barry the, Ferguson. But what, what I mean, I'm, I'm not comparing the teams. No, no, no. I know what you're saying, but they were still up against some real cracking opposition in that year. And remember, Walter Smith came in to save the day because Rangers were awful. Ra- well, Rangers got to the UEFA Cup that year by finishing third in the Champions League. Yes, um, but Walter Smith had left Scotland to go back to then, Rangers. Then they. Put out Panathinaikos on away goals. Again, difficult. They beat Werder Bremen. Yeah. They beat Sporting Lisbon. Yeah. And then they beat Fiorentina, or they beat them. I uh, mean, that's a hard, hard run. Uh, That's more difficult than the run. Uh, Sorry. That's not as difficult as the run they had. But I think, I don't think. I think where Rangers were at that particular time, though, Stephen, they were a mess, and Watersmith had to come in. And And they they weren't a mess. That's true. That's true. Like I don't. I, I mean, and I, see, in fact, I take that back because they'd won the league. The and Celtic against the FA Cup final anyway, two thousand three was outstanding as well. Question for next week. Yes. Did you see the photo of the Celtic fan who destroyed their Celtic Livingston tickets by getting them wet and tried to grill them dry? Yes. So, that's <laughs> <laughs> Air Megan. I'm looking for help. My brother's tickets got wet yesterday, and then my dad decided to grill them. Please don't ask any questions. We're looking for two spares for Celtic Livingston <laughs> before my brother slides tackle my dad. Uh, next week. The question is, the big question for next week, what's the worst reason you've ever not got in somewhere, <laughs> primarily a football stadium, but it could be a bar, it could be a club, it could be if you're on a stag do, a hen do, whatever it is. What's the worst reason you've not got in somewhere? Okay, you've been denied entry for something or something's gone catastrophically wrong, like you've grilled your tickets. Yes. For example, you've lost your passport, um, you know, something horrible. I didn't get into cinema for being a wee bit drunk. There we go. You you were basically knocked back for the cinema because you were steaming. A wee bit. No, I wasn't okay. steaming. I was a wee bit drunk and a wee bit loud and, and joyous and, and, and having fun. So we'll post the to, question up going, on socials. I was going to go and see a James Bond movie, it's Tomorrow Never Dies. And... A, Terrible, terrible Bond film. Thank God I didn't get in. And the best replies will get a mention on next week's show. So the big question for next week um, is the worst reason you've ever not got in somewhere, okay? Pubs, restaurants, cinemas, Whatever it is, at Big Football Scott. The more outrageous stories, the better. Uh, Okay, time to move on to our quiz. We save the best till last. It is the shootout. Couple of comments. Connor's old man. Love the quiz at the end. It's like listening to two big Waynes argue about shite, especially that Bam Ewan greeting about the questions he gets. Dummy thrown right out the pram. Uh, Toronto Jer says, we need to have a podcast of just the quiz because seeing Ewan raging every single week is priceless. So it's really straightforward. Each of us are going to be asked five questions. We'll take it in turn to answer, just like a penalty shootout. There's also two top bin questions. We've yep. got one each. They're worth two points, but the question, of course, will be harder. Yes. The winner gets to hang on to the bragging rights until next week. Uh, there's been calls to change penalty shootouts to ABBA should we do the same no okay we'll, we'll, we'll stick with that we're sticking with how we do it uh, so far this season it is 6-1 to me long way to go I was at my mates on Saturday night and one of them was like 
how did you lose a quiz to you? <laughs> and I was like, it was an absolute, it was a disgrace. And you know, it was handed to me on a plate to win last week and I still screwed it up. Yeah, so there was, there was lots of controversy the last week. Uh, it's Alawa done though. Re- Recreation Park, it's done. Um, and uh, Let's do it. <laughs> oh, and this, this one from Scran Bros. Yeah. We've got a comment. I don't know what's worse, this podcast, having to listen to the screeching voice of producer John shouting down the mic or having to look at Stephen Mills eerily close together wonky eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's been keeping a close eye on you, mate. Yeah, exactly. I'll be keeping both my wonky eyes on you. Thank you very much, <laughs> Scram Bros. Uh, so instead of producer John, he's suspended for the week. Uh, we have producer Chris instead. So producer Chris, hello, how are you doing? You okay? How's it going, guys? Yes, very well. Right, are you ready for the quiz? Have you got the questions? Yes, I've got something that I want to ask you, though, Stephen. Okay, yes. So we've spoken on the show about how, you know, Naismith, 10 games mm-hmm. before we take any action. Yes. However... Ewan's lost six games. Yes. So do we kick Ewan off of the podcast? That's a good question. What, after I lose ten games? Ewan, no, well, you've lost six already, and you must be under pressure on this. You must be under pressure. That's a very good point, Producer Chris. If you're having a go at Stephen Naismith for being rubbish, and you've been terrible. Producer Chris, you're a prick. <laughs> What I think is really interesting about no, this... No, do you know what I think is interesting? You're getting above your station. You're here to ask some questions, so right. let's do this. Right, it's my turn. Do you hear him? It's my turn to call You're him. never coming back here again, mate. Heads or tails, I'll go for heads. Oh, wait, he flicks a coin, he then sees it fall on the floor, and then he goes heads when he sees that it, it's heads. I didn't actually mean that. I didn't mean that. But I'll, you I'll, do, I'll do it again, I'll do it again. <laughs> so he flicks it, and then sees what it is. Right, I'll do it again, I'll do it again. Right, here we go. One, two, three. Tails, I'll go for... <laughs> uh, no, you went heads. But you went and landed no, on I tails. Did, I did that again. Tails. But it landed on tails. Yeah, it landed on tails. But I went tails. No, you never. I did. I, said, I called it again. No, you never. I never had I to did. say tails. I did. No, you didn't. Right, I'll do it again. Right, here we go. Right, here we go. Heads. Bastard. Right, Is it tails? Tails. Right, I'm <laughs> going to go first. Right, okay. Ryan right, goes get, first. Get here some dramatic music, mate. There we go. So, ten questions. Yeah. Here we go. Question one to Ewan. Yeah. What was the score last time Dunfermline faced Hearts? The last time Dunfermline faced Hearts? Are we talking now, about a pre-season friendly? Are we talking, aye, what are we talking here? I think you need to be... Because there was a pre-season friendly in just a few months are we, are ago. Are we just talking league matches? It was in April 2021. Oh, you're a... <laughs> I mean, what sort of... Is there not even like a, a, an ABC? No. Oh, oh, yeah, because this has historically been a multiple-choice quiz, Ewan. You decided to go first, not me. So it's up to you. What was the score? It would have been when we were in the championship. I don't care. It was the 3rd of April. Yeah. Hearts won the league. 3-1 Hearts. I don't know. Of course Marshall is safe. Yeah. stupid question that is. It was 0-0. Did mm. you know that, Stephen? I did not know that. No, knows that okay right stupid question who who wrote these questions it's a bad start for you do you know what I think is interesting Stephen have you ever came across the stages of grief (laughs) mate just move on you're really annoying me now so you in in this anger stage I'm not having that I'll tell you now I'll walk out 
or walk her. I... And then denial. Why did I say Dundee United? <laughs> and when he mentions Falkirk, it's clearly true. And then bargaining. I just think you need to be a wee bit more imaginative with your questions. Ask stuff about the print. And then depression. Oh, stop playing. Just say the answer. Please get it wrong because if you get this right, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> He's only meant to be here to Chris, ask questions. Chris, you can stay. You can stay. Mate, I've enjoyed just this so ask, far. Just ask Stephen his question. What's okay. interesting is, Stephen, you, you haven't escaped this either. Okay. Oh, what sort of question is that? He gets how many boxes are there right. on a football pitch? Right. And I need to know the intricate details of what Michael Beale does in his spare time. Right, I, I, fair. What made me... What I, I was listening to that and I was like, where did I recognise that noise from? It's <laughs> <laughs> not fair. Right, right. You're no funny. Let's go on with next question. <laughs> I agree with you, Ewan. Right. Stephen. Right. McDermott Park is named after a local what? Bring John back. <laughs> Bring John back. This is a joke. This right. is a joke. McDermott Park was what? Named after a local what? Here's a little test, right? I asked Fred McCauley this. And he got it immediately. I don't give a shit what Fred McCauley knows and doesn't know, right? He's not here. Could, could I, I'm going to answer. Is it a local farm? No, don't give him clues. Just give us an answer. A local farm? A local farm? Well, uh, answer. You say, you say, what did you say? Give me your answer again. A local farm? I'm going to give you, it's a local farmer. Yeah. Right, I'll give you that. Yeah, thank you. That's fair enough. Okay. That's me one up, Ian. <sighs> Ewan, you're yeah. up next. Yeah. So the all-time... You're, you're a movie buff, right? Yeah, I am. The all-time highest-grossing movie about football came out in April 2002. It featured Gary Lineker, Paul Scholes, John Barnes, Alan Hansen. What was it called? Bender Lake Beckham. It's Bender Lake Beckham, was it not? I'm going for Bender Lake Beckham. Well done. Great film. I had the trailer because I didn't think you were going to get it, so well done. Don't okay. need the trailer, just get on with the questions, you prick. <laughs> right. Stephen, yes. next question to you. In Scotland, are there more red squirrels or people attending SPFL matches every week? <laughs> you see this? Is there more red squirrels that attend right. all football matches Sh in the league's in the league's pyramid? Do you mean like of a weekend? Yes. Okay. So total Scotland population versus <laughs> red squirrels. Right. I think I think red squirrels are endangered. So not the grey squirrels. It's the grey squirrels have taken over because they're not. the North American squirrel. Has the grey squirrel killed the red squirrel? Yes. So I'm going Come to go closer to the mic. I'm going to go more people attend SPFL football matches. Would you believe squirrels, 120,000. Football, 117,000. Well, there wasn't much in it. Oh, get in. Right, that's given me an opportunity. It's 1-1, one, one, question three. You in? Yeah. Do hearts or hibs have more current players with a full international cap? These are actually good questions, Chris. Well done. I hate saying this, but I think Hibs have got more, so I'm going to go with Hibs. Yes! 
I'm not going to live this one down. I'm not going to live this one down. What's the right. stats for this one? It's 11 to 9. Oh, for fuck. Yeah. Do you want the names? No, I don't <laughs> want the fucking names. <laughs> Jesus. Right. Oh, my. No. Back to Stephen. Right. Stephen. <laughs> yes. Which former Scotland manager said, if I walked on water, my accusers would say it's because I can't swim. That's a great quote. A former Scotland manager said that. Hmm. That's a really good quote. I like that quote. I'd go for... Oh, I don't know. Is it something Bertie Votes would say? I was just going to say Bertie Votes, but I'm not sure now. I'll go Bertie Votes. Sounds like something mental, he would say. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Why did I say thank, that? Thank you very much, Ewan, for confirming my answer there. Brilliant. <sighs> 2-1 after great, three questions. Great times, great times. Also said by uh, Lyndon B. Johnson and Margaret Thatcher. Okay. Um, Ewan. Good company to keep. <laughs> uh, how many of this season, the current season's English Premier League sides are based in London? What, this season? Yep, current season that is active on the go right now. Brentford, Spurs, Fulham, Arsenal. Can I just say, I'm really impressed at Palace. how much less time you've taken Yeah, compared to last week. I mean, I wouldn't speak too soon. Brentford, Spurs, Fulham, Arsenal, Palace, West Ham... Ten seconds. Shut up! There's no time. Can diff- there's no time or stop clock. Well, on hurry here. up! Hurry up then. West Ham. This is a big question for me. Shut up, because you're two one up. We're all tired. Brentford, Spurs, Fulham, Arsenal, Palace, West Ham. Just give me a second, right? Just shut up. You can look at your phones or something. Because there's other people playing her doing the same as me just now, so they're taking their time. They don't want me to just shout out answers. I know, but it's that's really. It doesn't matter, Stephen. You see, when you just talk to me, it's going to last longer, right? So just keep your fucking mouth out my ears. Do you want me to rule out some teams for no, you? I don't. I'm doing it myself, Stephen. My own head. I don't need your help. Manchester United. I know, they're, right? They're from Manchester, so they're not. That's not an answer. Brentford, Spurs, Fulham, Newcastle. Arsenal. Shut up. Newcastle. One, two, three, four, five, six. Brentford, Spurs, Fulham, Arsenal, Palace, West Ham. Will you fucking get the timer off? <laughs> Can you please hurry up? Brentford, Spurs, Fulham. One, two, three, four, five, six. Ewan, what's your answer? I feel like I'm missing one. Ewan, just give us an answer, please. It's six or seven. And I, don't, I can't think of the seventh of it. It's the seventh one. Luton. Fucking Luton. <laughs> seven. Where did I get Luton from? Where did that come from? Oh, thank you. Stephen, does he get a point off for the fact that Luton aren't one of them? Luton are actually in Hertfordshire. No, they're part of London. It's in Bedfordshire. Oh, shut up. It's seven. What was, so if if it's not Luton, what is the seventh one then? Who have you got? I've got Brentford, Spurs, Fulham, Arsenal, Palace, West Ham. That's wrong then. Arsenal... Brentford, 
Palace, Fulham, Spurs, West Ham. Anyone else that plays in London? I would have gone probably for Chelsea. Chelsea. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, the answer was seven. He's so right. Matter. He's absolutely right. He's they, all they didn't ask me for the clubs. He's right. He's right. Ste- Stephen, doesn't matter because it's over to you. It's 2-2 after four questions. It's here's your fourth. Stephen, question number four. And what year was the last Old Firm game to end goalless? Oh, that's a good question. I don't have a Scooby. You famously are a big fan of the old firm. Yes. Chris, let him answer the question. (laughs) It's the fourth one. It's 2-2. If he gets this wrong, we're going to our last questions all square. Uh, I don't think there was any under... Was there a nil-nil with like Gerard and Rogers once? What year, what year would that have been, Stephen, eh? What year would that have been, mate? Come on, mate. 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 Come on, look mate, at you. Mate. Mate. See, now we're getting questions that are not your specialist subject, i.e. pishy football from League One, League Two in the Championship. And now I'll... you're struggling. So it just shows that your, your knowledge of football isn't that great. I don't know, so I'll go for 2009. And Marshall has saved! Yes! What bugs me, Stephen, is you had the work in. It was uh, 2017. Was it? Oh, that would have been Gerard. Yeah. There we go. You were on the right lines. So there we go. Two, two. Final question each. Ewan. Yeah, go. Which former Dunfermline player? Oh, no. No. Played for Leicester, Leeds, Hibs, and Ivory Coast after he left Dunfermline. If it's any consolation, Ewan, I know the answer. Give me the teams again. Leicester. Yeah. Leeds. Hibs. Ivory Coast. And he was at Dunfermline. No clues, please, Chris. Absolutely none. Is it the boy that scored that volley against Liverpool? The right foot volley, underside of the crossbar. When he eat the striker for Tony Yeboya. Is it not Yeboah? Well, he's Nigeria, wasn't he? Is he Nigeria? I'm going to kick myself here. Leeds, Leicester. Dunfermline. What was he doing at Dunfermline? It was working out so well from then. He's got Dunfermline on his CV. What an embarrassment. I'm going to have to pass on this. I've not got a clue. So you pass, passing? I was going to say you bore, but it's wrong. Would you like me to tell you? Well, it's clearly it's your team. The answer. And he was actually the Ivory Coast captain at the World Cup. Not Toury. Is so bamba. Oh, so it is. You just get a little bit of a gold one because that doesn't. He started his career at Dunfermline after he left PSG. And he was at Hibs and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big so bamba. Stephen to win it. I realise I didn't ask any of you wanted any top bin questions. Nah, because right. we decide that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, decide. Just I'll, I'll just take my. I'll just take my normal question here if that's okay. Stephen, which current outfield Hearts player? has made the most appearances for the team. 
That's a good I mean, question. you don't even know that. Well, I'd have a guess at it. I think I know who I'd go with. I'm going to go with... I'm going to write down what I think it is. I'm between two. That's who I'm going with. Show me. No. no. I'll show you if you if you have a guess at it. I'm just trying to think. Boys have been there for ages. That's a really good question, that. I think it... I, I'm probably got the same two in my head as you have, but I've gone with one. Just remember outfield. Yeah, yes. I, I, just check. Yeah, you know that. I'm going to go for Peter Haring. Deserve that oh. after getting that right. Peter wow. Haring. There you wow. go. I was between Peter Haring and Stephen Kingsley. That was who I was thinking. I thought Cammy Devlin. No. no. Oh, Haring's no. been there for years. So is that. Can I get the Champions League music, please? 7 1. Another fantastic victory. Ewan ends the show as he always does by getting his wee bag out. <laughs> I need to pack away. I love that wee bag. It's so funny. It's got fans on Facebook and Twitter. I don't think it has. It does. People want to know where I got my bag from. No, nobody's ever asked that before. But anyway, another great victory. It was it was a good quiz, though, Ewan. I would say that was a good quiz this I've got week. to get him, Joey. Hurry up. Um, and that means that I am the reigning champion yet again. 7-1. On the shootout quiz. So there we are. Three games away from 10 defeats exactly is he so, talking uh, still yeah he's still just, talking yeah still in. talking producer John back next week uh, is he back next week Chris I think we'll keep Chris no no, no, no I, think, like I, think, I think producer Chris has um, been a prick today uh, and so, really annoyed me uh, just to let you know there's uh, the Viaplay Cup quarterfinals this week uh, Hibs St Mirren Ross County Aberdeen Rangers Livingston as well Kilmarnock Hearts mm. and then a full fixture card on Saturday so we are back Next Monday with the big Scottish football podcast, we'll both be back with the big Saturday football show on Saturday. How long, Super take, how, long, how long does it take you to say cheerio? Continues as well. I've got up in our 30 seconds here. So this has been the big Scottish football podcast. A huge thank you to you all for listening and watching as well on YouTube. Remember, you can uh, search for us on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Clyde One SSB channel uh, and subscribe on your podcast provider as well and give us a big fat juicy five stars. You can vote for what you want for Scottish football in the bin, which is you hats and get your thoughts in for question time we'll see you next Monday at the usual time with another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast bye bye cheery bye see you later bye everyone bye 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 b